got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I've been reading all the work, I've been getting better work, and I've been shutting down the stars. And welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host for this half hour as we talk about sales and the freight markets and everything in uh, between. Uh, but let's talk about F3 for just a second because it was an amazing week here in Chattanooga last week, all around downtown. We had great concerts, uh, amazing events all over the the, the city, the, the aquarium, Coolidge Park, um, uh, the 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 concerts over here by the by the football stadium uh downtown uh and then during the days we had excellent content we had 50 demo companies showing up uh to talk about their new tech and we have one of those demo companies here with some exciting uh exciting tech uh for the for the space for freight brokerages uh, especially uh and it's all about trust but verify your carrier relationships so uh, we'll have Jordan Graft, CEO of Highway, on in just uh, a moment here. But before we walk into that, if you, if you didn't go to F3, you missed out, uh, you know, start planning. Put it on your calendar right now for next November here in, in Chattanooga as we do the, the Festival of Freight, the Future of Freight Festival, uh, as we call it here in, in downtown Chattanooga. But it was an amazing event. Everything was live streamed, so you can catch the content on tv.freightwaves.com. Uh, I did a couple shows uh, with Trucker Tools, Carrie Jablonski. Um, also talked to, to Lean Solutions. Uh, amazing story from Tatiana uh, over there and her career path in, in Columbia. And also Renee Crook from Transflow, CEO over there, talking about automation and really automation as a way to uh, put your employees you know, out of the, the tedious tasks into revenue producing activities. And I think we can all agree that uh, everyone really wants that to be revenue facing and, and drive value into the business instead of inputting invoices. So all of that is is a great, great context right there um, for everything. So let's talk about the market a, a little bit. I have uh, two or three charts here that, that we can throw up. To, uh, to, to to show where we are here in 2022 compared to 2021, 2020, and also 2019. So if you can throw up the first chart with uh, outbound tender volume index uh, levels uh, that we're seeing right now, that'd be great, Tanner Bailey. Thank you very much. So what we see here, let me hide something on my screen here. Uh, what we see here is that the green and blue, 2020, 2021, green, uh, you saw great, great levels, everyone on their couch just uh, buying things. The white line is this year. These are all seasonal trends. Uh, the orange line is 2019. We're getting very close to those 2019 levels, which, I mean, wasn't necessarily recessionary levels, but it's it's far below what we've seen the last two years. Load volumes are down. Uh, capacity is up, as we'll talk to Jordan about. And what we have is, you know, a, a soft market where – um, where things are, are falling a little bit. So if we go to the next slide here, we will see, we'll see the van contract rates. Uh, you know, van contract is sliding. It takes a little bit uh, longer process than on the spot market. So in the white, you have contract rates, dry van contract rates. In the green, you have the, the NTIL, which is Freight Waves National Truckload Index, line haul rates only. 
And what you see is a, a falling rate. You know, certainly what we saw earlier in the year, uh, it's still not really bottomed out. It's a dollar seventy-five per mile right now. Um, if you looked at it last year, you're you're around three dollars a mile. So uh, it's 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 slipped about forty-two percent. Just line haul only. Um, if you add fuel in there, it hasn't slipped quite as much, but it's, it's still down. You know, unfortunately, fuel prices are up, uh, which kind of destroys that. And my final chart here that we can go over. I think I have a final chart. Um, if not, then yeah, there it is right there. There's contract load acceptance volume, right? So we have OTVI, which are all loads. This is concentrated on co contract loads and kind of directional movements. You see it's starting to seep into the, you know, load volumes are starting to, to seep into the contract market where, um, where there's less contracted loads, right? Part of the, the spot market fall earlier this year uh, was resetting of higher contract rates that were above spot. So the contract market uh, soaked up uh, a lot of that spot market freight, uh, which created overcapacity in, in, in the in the spot market and, and caused the, the, the crash. You're starting to see load volumes pulled down. It's kind of going back to that peak season. This is going to be a very muted peak season. It might have already occurred. Uh, I wouldn't see, you know, in 2019, it was it was pretty muted as well. We saw a couple, three weeks of double-digit rejection rates, which were uh, tight capacity, the most, or the tightest capacity that the, the market had seen in 2019. We might see that same scenario play out here in 2022, where you have a couple weeks where you have a, a tight market, but that is uh, about it. So... We'll see. We'll keep our eye on the market as always here at Freight Waves and see that. Um, and, uh, you know, let's talk about Triumph Pay. They're our sponsor here. I put that coffee down. And Triumph Pay is the payments network for trucking. Triumph Pay creates costs and time efficiencies and reduces risks so carriers can get paid quickly and safely. Our network provides brokers, shippers, and factors transparency across the entire payments process. Log on to triumphpay.com to learn more. So you can head over to Triumph Pay uh, and, and talk about payments and that good stuff. But without further ado, let's uh, bring on our guest today on Put That Coffee Down. It's Jordan Graft, CEO of Highway. Jordan, how are you doing today? I'm good. Kevin, how are you, sir? Good to see you. Uh, it's good to see you too. It's good to see you last week in Chattanooga F three and, and see your demo. Man, I you know I love that you guys did it in Chattanooga on the home field turf there. You know, you made all of us come to you this time. Uh, that that was that was my that was my first observation. My second observation was the only person I, I saw at the conference without a name badge was Craig Fuller, and I went up to him. I was like, Craig, like you know, I mean. Come on, like wear a name badge. I know we all know who you are. Your dad's wearing a name badge. Max Fuller had his name badge on. So I was like, you know, Craig, we're doing your home field turf. You're not wearing a name badge. Come on, man. And some people don't have to wear name badges, right? You know, some people are recognizable. So uh, <laughs> that is good. Now, I was I was told to ask you by Michael Vincent, did you pay him his $500? Oh, <laughs> it, I want him to have to talk about. He's always looking for content for what the truck. So. No, I have not paid him. Um, I do owe him money. I'm saying I've said enough in the public realm enough. He can document uh, that I 100% owe him a $500, uh, $500 uh, for giving him the opening line at the 2018 Transparency 18, uh, which killed. And so, like, in my mind, I'm like, I gave you a line that killed. You know, he came out, he said, hello, sharks. 
Um, and I was supposed to pay $500 for doing that. So, um, yeah, I guess I need to get that done. He's always about, he's all about the royalty money. Michael That's Hitler, right. All That's about right. the royalty money. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yes, sir. um, no, no problem. No problem. So uh, let, let's talk about highway, uh, kind of how you got started. I uh, going through this, um, you know, about 30 minutes ago, I, I remembered Reagan, you and you, Jordan, you look like a, a Reagan fan. Uh, Reagan's famous line, trust, but verify. And as freight brokers and, and building those carrier relationships, onboarding new carriers, you know, it's, it's all about a trust, long term carrier relationship, but you got to verify. And that's, kind of the essence of highway in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I know uh, most people are probably aware of it, but like highway got its start by, um, you know, when, when I bought carry list from you, I mean, you're a big part yeah. of this. You and I've known each other now for a long time. Um, I think I was the, one of the first people that uh, hired you at carry list to do a survey at the time when I was running Triant pay. Um, you did a quick pay survey for us on, on free mm-hmm. brokers, quick pay programs. Um, but we, you know, when we were going through the carrier transaction, you know, you, you, you were, you know, your freight waves, you needed something to do. And I just left Triumph Pay and was, I was looking for the next thing and had this vision for highway about creating a single sign on for trucking. And when you and I talked about carrier list, what was fascinating to me, you know, you, you, you do these survey notes, you were doing the survey team and, and we still do that in a lot of ways. And a lot of the value that the customers were seeing out of the survey notes was that, that kind of next level down. And, and it was like, what equipment do you have and where do you like to run? And it was, if we could answer those two questions for a carrier sales team, it can get them calling the right carriers faster and spending less, you know, if, if you get them to the right carrier faster, it just creates more, um, then more throughput, higher, you know, higher return on invested capital right there with those, those carrier sales people calling the right, right team members, saving five phone calls to get the load covered is, you know, you do that, multiply that times a thousand, it, it really adds up. And, and so as you and I were talking about equipment and how important that was, because, you know, if you got a reefer load to cover and you're calling driving carriers because you don't know what equipment they have, you're wasting time and you're wasting at bats. And it sent me down a path that was like, how do we do this at scale instead of having, you know, people call carriers? How can we go, one, get this data and two, transform it into what freight brokers care about? You guys are unique and, and the broker, broker freight community is unique in that they seek this data more than about anyone else. You know, you think about equipment finance providers. Uh, insurance providers, factoring companies, banks, anybody that's you know trying to sell into the carrier channel, no one has that. The, no one has this this massive need to understand the equipment portfolio like a broker does. Um, you know, even a shipper doesn't have it at the level that a broker does because brokers are dealing in such high high uh, high friction, high transactional environment. And so we went down that path and we're able to successfully you know find the way to obtain that data and then secondarily transform it into the trailer types of what types of trailers they have. And so Highway now has this, this visibility into um, the, the equipment portfolio of 280,000 carriers in the U.S. We have 90% of all Class 8 power units and 53-foot trailers classified and categorized in our database. And so we can tell you, here are all the flatbed carriers in the U.S. And here are all the reefer carriers in the U.S. And we can do it with a high level of accuracy so that you can you know, refine your carrier sales initiatives and get to the right answer faster. I mean, making a shout out to your Glenn Glary. Glenn Ross references here with put that coffee down. You know, it's those, it's the leads, like it's the leads that they, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, all the sales guys it's wanted. It's those special leads, right? And it's it's, that's it. It's like, if we, if, if we can create the high value, um, high value leads for you by enriching that data, you know, qualifying those carriers and qualifying them into what equipment they have and where they like to run, you know, we can get you to the right answer faster. 
Yeah, and and I should have let off full full disclosure. I do have an interest in, in highway, um, <laughs> and, and that's the reason because you bought. And and one of the reasons why I was making those phone calls because I didn't know what else to do, right? And and just getting that that basic information was 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 good. But you did take it to the next level of being able to, you know, quantifiably measure what we were asking, right? You, you were able to verify that through you know trailer data, truck data. Uh, all kinds uh, of different sources that, that I couldn't do, and and that that brings uh, an extra amount of, of security to, to to the platform and and what else you're you're doing and building on top of that, right? Because that's a, a small piece of, of what you're, you're you're building for Highway right now. Yeah, and then the other component of it was, you know, um, you know, Kevin, when we first started talking, geospatial the geospatial relevance of like where a carrier mm-hmm. operates. You know, a lot of people like to say when we, they look at highway and they, you know, they look at the sourcing component, they're like, it's just, it's just inspection data. Well, it's inspection data plus a lot of other data, but um, where I think we have a unique advantage in, in our experience between our development team. Um, it's a development team that I've built and handpicked from people I've worked with when I, I ran a, a development firm here in Dallas and 30 people and we built custom applications for people. I kind of handpicked the people that had, the experience that was relevant uh, for transportation, which a lot of that is geospatial, is is where is this happening and 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 how often is it happening? And so um, that 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 concept of you know someone says, oh well, I've, I've already got this in my system, I'm already doing it. What what Highway really does well is is we don't need to know the we don't need to know the empirical answer ahead of time. We don't need to know this carrier specifically runs this lane because you you think about your preferences, companies like. Let's, let's take a different example here for a second. So when you, th- you talk about, um, you know, recommendation engines, things like Netflix, things like Yelp, things, these, these providers that take the data about your habits and patterns and then create curated content for you. You're not telling Netflix, I walk, like to watch, you know, Glengarry Glen Ross, right? Um, they're looking at your behavior patterns and things they know and see about you doing to make a recommendation for you. And, and Highway wants to do that same thing is we want to take the, all the data patterns that we see as it lays, so as the data exists, and not ask anybody to do, you know, take any extra effort, right? These these providers, these recommendation engines, when they're really good, they don't ask you to take extra effort. They 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 use the data that is is naturally available to make these recommendations. And that's what Highway does with the the geospatial analysis of, of a carrier to say, okay, now I'm looking for uh, of this lane. We don't need to know that the carriers ever actually ran that lane. We're able to predictively analyze and say, okay, would they run this lane? Um, would this be potentially a good carrier for you? And then overlay that equipment onto it to say, okay, do they have the equipment that you need for that lane? And so, again, for that sourcing side, it's incredibly valuable. Now, as we talk about the fraud component of that, so as we think about, you know, fraud, it's it's can this carrier really do that? And, and that's where Highway solves a t- a creates a ton of value for the broker freight community and the brokers using it. Is we say, okay, you're looking at a lane, you're looking at a refloat in this lane. And you got a carrier calling in off the load board and, and saying that they're going to run that lane. What is the likelihood that they actually are capable of doing that and that you're not potentially walking into a high risk scenario and going to step on a landmine with a double brokering situation um, or um, an event of someone pretending to be a carrier? Like that's the that's the second that's kind of the the next step where mm-hmm. we I think honestly we create the most value is is really analyzing the identity of that carrier in and saying, okay, three things. Who, who are you? Um, are you really the carrier and what equipment do you actually have? Can you actually facilitate a, a, with, do you have the capabilities to facilitate the transaction I'm asking you to do? Yeah, you see these bulletins all the time. And if you've, you've broken freight for a year or two years, uh, you've been in these situations, hostage loads, right? 
Uh, I've had to call the cops two times, right? Uh, you know, you, you have people calling in with the MC number and, you know, the domain that they're using on their, their email address is, is one letter off. Then the actual, you know, and then they're looking for a fuel payment or they're, they're going to move the load for you. Um, but they're going to stiff one of the parties afterwards, right? And we've all run into these situations. And, um, you know, identity and, and, and fraud is a huge issue. And, you know, being able to, 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 to verify who you're talking to, you know, the, the counterparty, um, the, the carrier, is a, is a huge thing that the industry really needs, I think. Yeah, and, and my background is in financial services and, and software development. Our family's been involved in banking since my dad bought a failed bank from the FDIC in the in the seventies out in Western Oklahoma. And and so I've got a front row seat watching the transformation of even a small regional community bank and how they, you know, and how they think about identity. And then, you know, I started my career working for JP Morgan and I remember sitting on our first transaction, um, working on our first transaction as an analyst. I was a low-level grunt. <laughs> and so I did all the, the grunt work. <laughs> they came to me. They said, hey, we're going to have to KYC this customer. I was like, I'm from West Oklahoma. I don't know what KYC means. And I like, know your client. I was like, I was like, it's it's Michael Kors. It's this massive brand. It's everywhere mm-hmm. and, and has all these things. Um, it actually wasn't the first one. Let me tell you about the first one. The first one, we, they're like, we're going to do KYC. I was like, okay, well, we're going to, let's work on it as a head of an IPO. And I was like, why do we need to do this? It was a well-known retailer, stores everywhere. We, we knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, through that process, what was absolutely fascinating, I got a front row seat, is they were making misrepresentations about the credentials of their CEO. And it ultimately led to them shelving the IPO, the CEO being terminated, and delaying and creating you know, a delay in the, in the execution. But what it, saved, what it saved was billions of dollars because now the banks mm-hmm. would have had reputational risk the investors that were investing in that in that stock you know if you have a a leader at a, an organization who's willing to lie about their credentials what else are they going to be willing to lie about and and so it was just a safety mechanism that was put at the front of a very large organization in a very large transaction that you know in my mind you think wow we should be able to trust this entity because we can see it and so as we overlay that into transportation and trucking um you know broker freight has grown so much I mean, you think about backhaulers is that, that the, the backhaulers yeah. is what forty years old, which is fascinating because if you talk to Jeff Tucker, he'll tell you that Tucker Logistics has our Tucker Worldwide has the oldest operating uh, property broker authority in the U.S. I think Bruce Johnson might argue with him a little bit, but um, you know <laughs> this, this industry's not been around that long. It's like forty years, and even in the last twenty years, you've just seen explosive growth in this space, and and freight brokers you know, because of the, the nature of their carrier networks have, haven't had the innovation that they need to bring this kind of level of identity in, in KYC, uh, which we jokingly call, or we, we uh, use a pun, know your carrier instead of know your customer, but they haven't had the toolkit um, to, to do it. And so what you see is the byproduct. You see double brokering, you see carrier identity theft, you see hostage loads, you, you see bad actors able to find their way into the network. And it, and it just, it overlays so perfectly onto what we saw on the financial services side 20 years ago. And in that they, the bad actors were getting in the network, they were getting inside the financial service providers, and then they were trying to use all these tools to get them out once they were in. And the solution that everybody came up with is like, okay, we got to put something on the front end and we got to put this KYC process on the front end so we don't let the bad actors in the house because once they're in, they can wreak havoc and you waste a ton of time with internal resources and human capital trying to get them out. 
And so that's what Highway does for our brokers. We say, listen, we're going to be your frontline defense. We're going to be the, 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 the tip of the spear that's out there preventing these bad actors from getting into your network in the first place so that you, once they're in, you have more comfort and comfortability about what's been verified about their identity and their capabilities um, so that you can transact more efficiently. That is uh, that is perfect. Uh, we do have a chart here. Well, let's talk about some market data. You know, I want to get to this, but before before we leave here, because I, I think this is one of the the, the wonderful tools uh, about collecting all, all this data is that you know, as freight brokers sit around, you're like, how big is the flatbed market, dry van market, what? And if you if you have data on the, the entire market, you know, the entire carry market out there, you can start pinpointing some of this. So. This is, uh, does any of this surprise you? So uh, <laughs> um, it surprised me the first time I saw it. Uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, uh, personally, for me in this slide to create this, um, you know, because we do this at the per piece of equipment level, like going down and saying, is this trailer a drive-in reef for a flatbed? Um, it sent me down, you know, a path of learning about trailer manufacturers and looking at the industrial organization of that, that industry and learning so much about them. Um, and you know, I actually got to meet Great Dane at F3 and it was so fascinating, like walking him through and like showing him what I'd done. And he's like, you know what? You're right. Like that, <laughs> that is, that is correct. That is, you know, that, that unit is a reefer. Uh, how did you figure that out? And I was like, ah, well, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you another day. Um, and, and, and so what that allows us to see is like holistically across the industry and say, okay, 45% of all trailers are drive in, um, 21% are, are, are reefer or temperature controlled, 14% are flatbed. And just even that, like, as you think about strategic road mapping for a broker, as you think about the other, mo- uh, other types of, um, modes or modes, not the right word, but you know, other types of. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, truckload categories you want to get into, whether it's flatbed, yeah. like having an understanding of what that flatbed market looks like, what the carrier space looks like, where those carriers are, um, the the consolidation of those carriers. See, flatbed's much more consolidated um, than driving, uh, and and so flatbed and reefer, as, as, as most people don't know, but like they're they're pretty consolidated. Um, you know, there's really mm-hmm. only twenty to thirty thousand, um, really twenty thousand highly active uh, reefer carriers in the U.S. Um, and, and they have, you know, their concentration of trailer counts is, is much more, um, consolidated at the top levels versus driving. You get just this massive, massive, massive long tail. And so as you think about strategically as a broker, where do I want to go? Where do I, you know, what other verticals do I want to get into? Do I want to get into flatbed? Do I want to get in a tanker? Well, it's a little bit of the chicken and egg. You got to have the loads, but you also got to have the carriers. And so we can give them the confidence to say, it's like, okay, I'm thinking about going and, and pursuing, you know, hazmat tanker loads. And I've got some, you know, shippers that we've had maybe some relationships with or some intros with. Okay, let me go see what my capabilities would be on the sourcing side, on the carrier side, to think about what are the hazmat tankers out there. Do I have any, you know, relationships with any of those or any of my network by chance? Or if they're not in my network, do I have an inroads, at least an ability to like identify and have a place to call in to to get them into my network? Um, so it's a really powerful tool. It's really powerful data. We're just now beginning to really help brokers understand how they can use it both at the strategic level and at the tactical day-to-day level and it's and it's really cool to see we go to conferences now like we, we went to our first set of conferences in mcleod and tia and freight waves in this this fall and it was really fun seeing customers come up and um i know a ton of people in the broker freight community now i love this community and there was someone come up to me that i never met before 
and they were a user of highway and they used it for, for sourcing. And, and, and he came up and he said, man, like it's been transformational. It's helped our carry sales team. We've got a lot of young carry sales reps. They don't have a ton of relationships. It's really helping them get in front of the right people. Um, it's the first place we go to now. And it was just so cool to see, you know, Kevin, you and I, this vision that I'd had, mm-hmm. you were yeah. a big part of like in, in person, someone coming up and saying, this is, this is transformational for our business. Yeah, and it, it takes it to the next level because my my whole vision through the entire time was having a transparent look at the entire market. And if you have that look at the entire market, then you can start segmenting it out. You can start saying, I need flatbeds from X to Y, you know, from point A to point B. You can start really strategizing because a lot of large numbers get thrown around in, in trucking. There's 500,000 active carriers or whatever, right? Well. Okay, how many actually have insurance? How many are like agricultural? Uh, how many are tankers? You know, van, reefer, flatbed, bread and butter. And now uh, you can start answering those questions, which is huge. Um, we just have a few seconds left. So I want to thank you, Jordan, for, for coming on the show today. And um, you can go to uh, gohighway.com to, uh, to learn more and uh, set up a demo. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. You bet. And that wraps it for this uh, this edition of Put That Coffee Down. We'll be back uh, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but next week at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. I got friends, only want to talk business. I got expensive, because win is expensive. I got expensive, because win is expensive.